Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Dr. Troy Nash, who has certainly left his mark on Kansas City. He's a lifelong area native. He served on the Kansas City City Council starting at the age of 29, and he presided over one of the largest economic expansions in the city's history. He's currently a vice president and principal at Newmark Grubb Zimmer. He was the first African-American in Kansas City history history to become a principal in the top 10 real estate firm in Kansas City. He's also served on numerous business, civic, and economic development and charitable boards locally and nationally. And today he's here to talk about entrepreneurship, opportunity, and where he thinks Kansas City is headed. Welcome to the show today, Troy. It's good to be here, Kelly. Thank you for having me. Oh, well, it's our pleasure. I said when I introduced you that you had At the age of 29, you were elected to the Kansas City City Council. You have served on so many different boards. The first African-American to become a principal in a major top 10 real estate firm here in Kansas City. Where did you, when did you realize that you had such influence? Uh, Well, I think influence may necessarily be an overstatement. Uh, I can tell you, I think we are all called to serve in one capacity uh, or another. Uh, And uh, I guess uh, back then, uh, I didn't know that I didn't know, but thought that I did know. Uh, And so (laughs) it's kind of like the child's approach to life. Uh, You say, well, now, how did that child crawl out of that crib? Well, the kid doesn't know. He just does it. And Mm so, uh, you know, these things uh, just kind of happen organically, uh, matching up interest, uh, timing. Uh, and motivation. Yeah, and and you make it you make that sound somewhat easy though, and you certainly did not have an easy road. There certainly took a certain amount of discipline and willpower, and and just telling yourself this is this is the path I want to take because you certainly uh, could have gone in a lot of different directions. Well, uh, this is very, very true. Uh, I was born on what uh, one would call and or consider the proverbial other side of the tracks. And what I mean by that, in an underserved, economically deprived area, of course, that Those are words and phrases that I learned uh, after the fact. Uh, We were poor, Uh, a single family home, no father uh, in the home uh, on welfare. uh, And our family uh, found uh, ourselves uh, for a variety of uh, social and, quite frankly, bad choice reasons uh, uh, doing things that uh, we probably should not uh, have. uh, But uh, that's a story for another day. (laughs) You obviously, though, uh, decided that wasn't for you. What what is it? that uh, you you were in the military, in the Air Force, you had a lot of mentors along the way. Uh, What what do you credit, obviously yourself, but what else do you credit to uh, bringing you to where you are today? Well, listen, uh, this is always the point uh, in the story where you are required to kind of give a canned story. You know, uh, all of us have had difficulties in in our lives, no matter what our geography, race, religion, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, For me, the story is really very simple. Uh, It reminds me of Fannie Lou Hamer in the old civil rights days. She said, uh, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I 
guess mm-hmm. I just looked around one day and said, there's not much opportunity here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got tired. And so joining the United States Air Force was a way to get off of the streets and into something uh, more positive. And as they say, the rest is history. So I credit really the United States Air Force with uh, growing me from a boy uh, to a man. Now, there are those who would probably argue that there's still more growth to be done, uh, but I think uh, we're on the right track. Well, that's true for all of us, though. You know, every day is a new day to learn something, so it's a great approach to have. Let's shift gears a little bit. Fast forward to uh, where you are now with Zimmer. And, uh, you know, you're very entrepreneurial. If you, if you look at everything that you've done, there's no question that you're uh, entrepreneurial. You're working in a large real estate firm, though, that does have a corporate structure. So um, how how are you able to be an entrepreneur within a corporation? How are you making that Well, uh, this is the uh, so-called intrapreneur uh, mm-hmm. term uh, that is in vogue uh, right now. Uh, for me, really, it, it's an opportunity to work uh, alongside and with uh, really one of Kansas City's legends, and I'm referring to Hugh uh, J. Zimmer, the founder yes. uh, of our uh, firm, uh, to to have an opportunity to sit at the feet of a giant, uh, as I described it to someone uh, a few days ago, is a rare happening. Uh, he is the, and his family, frankly, uh, are the quintessential entrepreneurs. Yes. Uh, real estate, uh, particularly the kind of real estate that the Zimmer family uh, has involved themselves in uh, over the last several uh, decades is very entrepreneurial. They are risk takers. Uh, they are leaders. They are decision makers. And so having the opportunity to be in that environment and to be exposed to those kinds of people really ignited uh, what one uh, could argue was already sort of uh, in me. And then they've been able to help help uh, bring that out and bring mm-hmm. it to the forefront. Yeah, so so you are in a firm that encourages that. For anybody who might be listening that uh, is currently working within a corporation and they feel entrepreneurial or they know that they're entrepreneurial but maybe aren't ready to take that leap and uh, start their own business, what advice would you give them for being able to act on those entrepreneurial urges uh, and instincts, even if maybe their firm or their company doesn't encourage it? Well, the first thing I would do is go out uh, immediately today, uh, right now, uh, pull over uh, and find uh, a Thinking Bigger Business <laughs> magazine. Uh, I didn't I would tell find to it. say that. Uh, and the reason why I say that, uh, sort of half-jokingly, but very, really very seriously, when you uh, look at the, the the quality and caliber of this publication, uh, there's some good stuff in here. Uh, And so I've always been a fan, uh, even before uh, it was in this particular format. It was a newspaper kind of a a format. Tabloid And so I would uh, look to to it and other uh, publications, uh, both uh, locally uh, and uh, nationally, uh, for guidance. And so uh, finding the right information uh, and then having the courage to make that mental leap, uh, as Les Brown would say, from where you are to where you'd like to be and understanding full well that nobody can take care of your business better than you. It's up to you to figure out your own uh, path. Uh, And then finally, I would say, and you mentioned this, um, in life, uh, we only have so much energy to take us so far. Uh, And I remember reading this in one of these motivational or self-help type books and says, then we need to connect with other energy to take us to the next level. In my case, I had uh, the uh, former mayor of Kansas City Mm -hmm. and our current congressman, Emmanuel Cleaver II, uh, as a mentor who is still mentoring me to this uh, day. Mm -hmm. I serve with him on the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation 
board, and as I mentioned, uh, Mr. Zimmer uh, and his family, uh, among others, former Mayor uh, Kay Barnes has been yes. a big inspiration. Uh, Mary Jean Eisenhower, mm-hmm. uh, the CEO of People to People, is a dear friend uh, and a mentor. Uh, Bill Riggins, a fellow from Marshall, Missouri, a very successful entrepreneur, mm-hmm. uh, has served uh, in that role as well. So just people you meet along the way, uh, collect them, uh, give uh, of yourself, of your time uh, to them, uh, and uh, learn all you can as fast as you can. I love that, that you only have so much energy uh, to accomplish things, and then you have to be re-energized by other people. And in your case, you've had some fabulous mentors, obviously. Let's talk about entrepreneurship in Kansas City. Much of what you did while you were a councilman has helped to, I mean, there's been a whole bunch of factors, but many of the things that you started when you were on the council have um, led to where we are today to help create an environment where entrepreneurship can flourish. Uh, what What is your thoughts on what's going on? We're making the Washington Post. We're ma- making uh, the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, it seems like on a regular basis, these national publications about all the exciting things that are going on here, and especially with entrepreneurship. What's your take on all that? Well, I think uh, it is the natural outgrowth and evolution of many people's efforts over an extended period of time. Uh, I think it goes all the way back to Mayor Dick Berkeley, uh, mm. frankly, uh, and some of the work that he was able to do. Even Mayor Wheeler, really, uh, starting to uh, put in place uh, infrastructure to support uh, all that you see today. I think uh, Cleaver's uh, so-called, you may remember, the Cleaver Plan Mm -hmm. uh, sort of played a role in that. And uh, to not acknowledge the work and leadership of former Mayor Kay Barnes, who was my mayor. In other words, I served under her administration as her top committee chair. Uh, In fact, I chaired the Planning and Zoning and Economic Development uh, Committee. And to have all that uh, activity and action uh, at 29 years old, uh, I have very fond memories, but really the work that she was able to do. Uh, and Mayor James uh, has taken that to, to its natural uh, conclusion. Uh, the infrastructure is in place, and so it's incumbent upon him and the current group of leaders to, to build on that, and I think they're doing a fine job. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to be talking with Dr. Troy Nash about his public service and and some of the boards that he works with, in particular, People to People International. You're listening to Smart Companies Radio on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Interested in growing your business? Thinking Bigger Business Media has the resources you need to grow your company to the next level. Whether it's an aspiring business, a startup, established, or mature, Thinking Bigger provides the how-to strategies, critical connections, and key information to make your business more productive and more profitable. Check us out at ithinkbigger.com and find out what successful Kansas City business owners already know. Thinking Bigger Business Media is the resource for growing your businesses. Visit us today at www.ithinkbigger.com. Let's go inside the mind of a 10-year-old. I should have worn earrings today. Buckle up, Sarah. Michaela's got, like, the best earrings. Sarah, buckle up. I wish my name was Michaela. We're not hitting the road until you buckle up, honey. Oh, yeah. Seatbelt. I wonder if there's pizza at school today. It can be tough getting through to kids, but it's your job to make sure they're wearing your seatbelts. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. 
Good morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We're talking here today with Dr. Troy Nash, former Kansas City City Councilman. He has made his mark on Kansas City in so many ways, currently serving as a principal and vice president at Zimmer, very involved in real estate uh, here in Kansas City. The other thing that you are so involved in, I mean, I don't even know how you have time for all these things, is your service on boards, your community service, your giving back. How do you make all of that work? Well, uh, there are uh, uh, 24 hours in a day, and it seems to me that the only way to do it uh, and maintain any semblance of sanity is to pretend that there are 28 hours uh, in a day. In <laughs> so other that words, doesn't work for in me. In other words, there, there, there are trade-offs to our time. And what I find myself doing is uh, really working with an awful lot of good people who mm-hmm. help me. Uh, not that I am helpless, but no one can do anything by his or herself. And so I have a lot of really good uh, friends uh, who work with me to uh, help me achieve some of these uh, goals and objectives that I have for myself and that I'd like to do on behalf of the community. Uh, And so that requires at times very little sleep. And I found that I don't need as much as I thought Mm -hmm. uh, I did. And I have an addiction, uh, like uh, most people in my case, it is reading. Uh, And so I will read uh, into the wee hours of the night and uh, tell myself, well, I better get some sleep, but uh, just one more chapter. And that turns into other chapters and other chapters. And so uh, I have an insatiable appetite uh, uh, to do that, particularly biographies and uh, stories of other people. Mm-hmm. Why is it so important for you to serve? Why such a variety of boards, I guess? Well, it's interesting that you ask. Uh, again, I wish I had a very nice, uh, tidy answer uh, for you, but I don't really know. In other words, I pick things that I have a genuine interest in. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, uh, the St. Mark's Family and Child Development uh, Center, uh, located uh, uh, in the 3rd Councilmatic District over by uh, Gates Barbecue on 12th and Brooklyn, uh, which is headed by a very fine CEO, uh, Deidre Anderson, uh, there. When I was on the city council, I met Reverend Reverend Sam Mann and others who expressed an interest in building a world-class child development center. Uh, I participated uh, in that uh, from the city's perspective, and uh, here I find myself years later, about 15 years later, serving as their incoming chair uh, of the board of directors. Uh, The same thing with People to People International. Uh, Mm -hmm. I took my first trip uh, in 1994, uh, and 50-plus countries later, I am still here, uh, uh, to the delight of some and uh, probably not uh, so delightful uh, to others, but really uh, tapping into uh, President Eisenhower's vision of promoting people-to-people connections, understanding that governments sometimes get in the way, so that humanitarian proclivity has come to the surface and allowed me to do that very important uh, work. And there are many, many others, and all of uh, them are good boards, very worthwhile work, and uh, frankly, I think I have a responsibility uh, to serve. Mm-hmm. You know, the the one thing that has struck me about your service on the board is that many of us can go to board meetings and we can do our homework or follow up afterwards, whatever it is that we were assigned or volunteered to do. But you often, from, from what I know about you, you often put yourself in the same shoes and make yourself experience some of the same things that the people that you're serving deal with on a daily basis. I'm thinking of, of uh, the 39th and Prospect um, project and and various others that you know where you actually put yourself in the the situation 
uh, of the people that you're serving on those boards? Well, uh, this is interesting uh, because, again, uh, they say if you want to make God laugh, make a plan. Uh, and so uh, I am a chronic uh, a planner, uh, but it never really quite goes according to plan. But at mm-hmm. least I have one. I guess that's important. It's a starting uh, place. You mentioned uh, 39th and mm-hmm. Prospect. I mean, that area, uh, when I when I was in office, had the second or third highest calls for service uh, for a variety of uh, crimes and criminal uh, activities. And so, uh, frankly, I had had enough. And I tried working through the system sort of in the traditional uh, way. Uh, but then that uh, unorthodox proclivity, which oftentimes gets me into trouble, <laughs> sprang to the surface. And I'm thinking, okay, well, I'll just go out myself. Well, that turned into a 144-hour, six-day campout on the corner of 39th and Prospect. Now, mind you, uh, at the time, uh, there were uh, elements uh, who did not take too kindly to this kind of uh, activity. And so I thought it the better part of wisdom to just go talk to them, too. Uh, mm-hmm. I had, uh, as they say, grown up uh, in a very interesting environment, and so I wasn't necessarily intimidated uh, by it, although I'm not trying to be the hero either. Uh, And so we were able to have those discussions with people uh, in and around the area, community-based people, uh, and I think we did a bit of good there. Uh, today, uh, it is home to an Aldi's grocery store, among other improvements that have sprung up in and around the area. So I'd like to think that those kind of uh, sort of activist uh, uh, type activities make a difference in the community uh, that I love and care about. Absolutely. Let's talk about People to People International a little bit. You brought that up um, just a bit. For people who may not be familiar with the organization, tell us a little bit about it. Well, when President Eisenhower uh, uh, claimed victory after World War II, he had seen the horrors of war, as the story goes, and wanted to do something to prevent future conflicts. And so in his mind, and he believed this very strongly, that if people had a understanding, a better understanding of one another, uh, that we'd be less likely to go to war in the future. And so he created People to People International via an executive order. Uh, Early board members included Bob Hope, uh, Mm -hmm. Walt Disney, and folks like uh, that. Of course, you can see how far uh, the board has fallen with people like (laughs) myself serving serving on the board today. But at any rate, uh, uh, it is a, a, a humanitarian cultural exchange and educational exchange-based organization uh, at our peak uh, with our uh, partner, uh, who is no longer in business, actually, we were sending in excess of thirty to 40,000 students to over 132 wow. countries. Uh, it was a big deal. And so through Definitely. Uh, that organization, I've had an opportunity to travel uh, to uh, virtually every continent and major capital uh, in the world. And so it has turned uh, into a labor uh, of love. And today we have uh, Dr. Micah Kubik, mm-hmm. uh, who's a very young man uh, as our chairman of the board. And as I mentioned earlier, Mary Jean Eisenhower, the president's granddaughter, as our CEO. And while we are not as big and robust as we once were, we still are uh, lean, mean, and mighty promoting that broader cultural, educational, and humanitarian mission. If someone that's listening would like to get involved with People to People International, how would they do that? What are some of the ways to do that? Well, uh, as is the case in most organizations and entities, I would have to refer you to our website at www.pt 
pi.org. And there you'll find uh, all of our programs sort of laid out uh, for all the world to see. Uh, and then, of course, you can always uh, email me. I'm not uh, very difficult uh, to find, whether you go to my Newmark Grub Zimmer website or my uh, troynash.com website, and I'll respond to you uh, in a short order. Yeah, he, and, and he, Dr. Nash, is very uh, responsive. I can vouch for that. You have recently traveled to Cuba among all the many travels that you do. And the reason for that is that it's opening up for entrepreneurs. Talk to us about the opportunities that you saw on the visit and how Kansas City entrepreneurs who are interested in exploring possibilities there can do that. Well, I'll tell you, Cuba is a fascinating place. I first started traveling to Cuba in 2000. Uh, when uh, the uh, Treasury Department, uh, more specifically, I believe it's the Office of Foreign Assets and Control is where you have to get the license uh, from, uh, issued a license to PTPI to do so. And so uh, during the course of the last 16 years, uh, I've been uh, a number of times uh, to Cuba and got uh, got to know the people uh, very well uh, there, and in doing so, put together a delegation last November mm-hmm. uh, that I co-led with the former governor of our state, Bob Holden, uh, who is a good friend. Uh, and we took a group of uh, uh, business people uh, there uh, to include uh, Mayor Leonard Jones uh, with the city of Grandview, who has a uh, large number of uh, international businesses in his community, uh, Colonel uh, Ron Brohammer, who's the city administrator for the city of Richmond, working to put mid-Missouri uh, on the map, advocating on behalf of those interests uh, there. Uh, Neil Summers with Clockwork Architect. I mean, yes. these are all folks who have said, uh, you can use my name. I don't typically talk about the delegate to travel. Uh, but we were there really to continue to build and to grow relationships so that we can, uh, when Cuba finally opens, uh, have a front row seat mm-hmm. uh, and let them know that Kansas City is more than just flyover territory, that we're more than just a, a cow town that some people still think uh, about us uh, as a region, uh, frankly, uh, and that we uh, intend to and will be major players when Cuba opens up. What kind of opportunities did you see there? Any <laughs> any specific industry in particular? Particular or yeah. sky's the limit. Huh? I really don't know how to put it into words, <laughs> but literally the country needs everything. I mean, there is nothing that the country does not need in order to enhance the quality of life. And I mean, that's not an overstatement and or an exaggeration. Uh, that is the truth. Uh, all one need do is uh, walk down the street to see Uh, Now, let me be clear here. Cuba is advanced in many, many ways, uh, and in some instances more advanced than some of of our populations uh, here in this country. But from an infrastructure standpoint uh, and a goods and services uh, standpoint, separate and distinct uh, from the government necessarily, although that's very difficult to do for some, uh, there is a great deal of need. And so uh, working with uh, people like Chris Gutierrez with KC Smartport and Mm -hmm. saying, okay, when this thing opens up. What are the opportunities for your membership there? Uh, and this guy's aggressive. If you know Chris, you know he's on top mm-hmm. of it. And so uh, we're in the process of planning a delegation uh, under his leadership uh, as well. But when I say everything, I mean everything. So lots of opportunities there. If you could leave our audience with just one message today, what would it be? Well, uh, it'll sound kind of corny, but it's what uh, I believe in that uh, uh, 
where you start out in life has nothing to do with where you end up. Now, that is a Les Brown uh, quote, mm-hmm. uh, and I want to certainly attribute it to, to him. Uh, but this is something that, that I have experienced in my own life, and then I try to encourage others to believe as well. Yes, very, very good advice. And the final question, if someone would like to get a hold of you, how would they do that? Uh, they could just simply email me at uh, my uh, Newmark Grub Zimmer website, which is tnash at n as in Nancy, g as in girl, Zimmer, Z-I-M-M-E-R dot com. Okay, tnash at ngzimmer.com. Troy, it's been wonderful having you on the show today. We could have talked forever, which just means you'll have to come back sometime, maybe after you take your trip to Cuba this next time, uh, and let us know how all that went. Well, I'm looking forward to it, and I will not let you know how the trip went because you uh, and those associated with your staff and organization uh, hopefully will be delegates on the trip. Ah, okay. So we have another conversation to have after the show today. And you can also find a write-up on Dr. Nash in the February issue of Thinking Bigger Business Media. So make sure that you uh, pull that out and take another look at it if you missed it when it originally published. You're listening to Smart Companies Radio on Blog Talk Radio. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.